Welcome to Let's Get Into It, episode six. Today I'm here with Alois. Hello. <laughs> um, we are here to bring um, conscience to the urban mind. Um, thank you guys for tuning in today. And today our topic is going to be badass women. Because, you know, that's what's up. <laughs> so, um, to me, a badass woman is like, a woman who is focused on what she wants. Um, she has a clear understanding of what it is that she wants. Um, and she's working towards that. And no matter what comes into her ways, she's going to figure it out. Um, and the baddest woman definitely inspires and influence, influences like those around her. Um, so, yeah, I feel like 2020 is the year for the, the badass women. I agree. <laughs> What do you think about badass women? What's your definition for that? So my definition for a badass woman would be someone that is <clears throat> open, non-judgmental, not afraid to make mistakes, willing to grow every day, knows that she doesn't know it all, but she's still willing to learn it all if she's if it's possible. Um, someone that knows her worth. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that um that they're humble. There's a lot of traits that a badass woman has someone that's independent makes themselves financially stable um follows their passions while working and still hustling <laughs> and doing what they have to do so that's what i consider to be a badass woman cool um so one of my i'd say it's a conflict conflicted badass women that i enjoy is definitely cardi b Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, she's worked so hard for what she's wanted and um, I've seen her growth um, throughout her um, music career even in Instagram I had her when she first know, started Instagram and I remember when they um, her Instagram got deleted too and she was so upset and that made her go even harder so I definitely um, I admire her drive and just to see like her just go from being a stripper to like doing music like mm-hmm. that's popping like you can just reinvent yourself mm-hmm. like there's so many um phases to life so um she definitely motivates me um one thing that i i did find um pretty funny was her gift to offset for his birthday oh yeah the 500,000 why did you find that funny the 500k and a fridge like I don't know. Like they have clearly, they have money. Her money mm-hmm. is his money. His money is her money. So like regifting your money to like basically your same bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I thought that was like kind of like great. Thanks, babe, for the money. But I'm gonna spend it on you. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna spend it on us. Um, I also felt like she said that he he has everything, so she didn't know what to get him. Yeah. So it's kind of like 
she was stuck too. She didn't even know what to get him. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame her for giving him that, but it's I still see where you're coming from. It's like, in my mind, if I'm married to somebody or I'm with somebody, what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. Yeah. And me giving that you to that. Me giving that to you is the same thing. But. Yeah. So maybe that was smart. Because she didn't really <laughs> take an L. If you no, look at it that way. No, but either way, like, you giving a gift away is not an L. I yeah, mean. But this definitely wasn't an L if it's going to go. It's going right back. back I mean, I could definitely see where you were coming from. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, gift giving to me is more like something personable. Like when you see it, you think of me, or like it, you know, it warms your heart up. You know. But we also ain't like her, and we we don't know what he's like either. We don't know what, what type of person he is. If that's oh, he, something that he probably desperately wanted. Nah, I don't think that's. I don't think money's the problem. I, don't I know think, money's not the problem. But <laughs> that's I'm not saying, the like, issue. People um, like more money, thinking it's more money, just seeing it, the show. Putting it on, making it public, the whole idea of it mm-hmm. to make a scene, to get more publicity, for it to be promoted more all over the place. So I guess. What do you think about the fridge? I just think that she knew not to put in a duffel. She wanted to to make to. I guess that was the only thing that was gonna make it a surprise because I was not expecting money in the fridge. <laughs> if she had a duffel bag, I would have mm-hmm. said, you know, money's gonna be in there. Yeah. If she had something else, I'd been like, money's gonna be there. But a fridge, like. I think the fridge was just to make him laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Or it could have been symbolic to show that they're eating. <laughs> like, you know, That's unquote. a good point. So. That's definitely a good point. That's so funny. So, yeah. Um, I feel like another badass woman this year. Well, I feel like this is every year. Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I love Beyonce. Me too. But sometimes I hate on her. I ain't going front. Um, I hate how perfect she is. Like, I know. can I see your flaws, sis? <laughs> like, she did have flaws that she showed us, though. Did you watch um, Coachella? Um, I didn't watch all of it. At some point, it was just, I don't know. Well, I loved Coachella. Yeah. And um, she really showed us her flaws in there, I believe. Mm-hmm. The sides of her that I didn't know. Well, we know they exist, but to see it being broadcasted and mm-hmm. publicized is different. You saw her weight gain mm-hmm. after the babies. And how she slimmed down, how but that's hard normal. she was working. It's normal, but but in the public eye, like, mm-hmm. you didn't see Kim K do stuff like that. Like, you didn't see mm-hmm. other women do stuff like that because they were afraid to show mm-hmm. that transition and how they worked through it. Like, she went to work. She did it, like, sh- like it dep- also depends on what you consider flaw. Some people mm-hmm. consider their flaw not being able to be vulnerable or cry in public or be able mm-hmm. to speak in public or want to show their, or, like, if, Something is wrong with them on the outside. They're not as perfect as somebody else mm-hmm. might consider them to be. So, like I said, like when we use those that word flaw, it's like that also is like like they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. I believe that flaws are in the eyes of the beholder too. Like, what do you consider to be a flaw, and then yourself as well? So, nah. Um, what I meant by flaws was more so like um, I don't know. Like I always see her like in like the pretty eyes. Like you know, she's always out there looking fabulous and stuff like that like clearly we could see throughout her pictures her weight gain mm-hmm. and her loss and her fitness but i don't think that's a flaw i think like just being a woman and giving birth that's part of the process mm-hmm. if anyone's gonna sit here and call that a flaw they're like they're delusional because that's not how life actually but works that's what i'm saying it depends <laughs> on how what people consider mm-hmm. flaw. but definitely this year i feel like she rebranded herself mm-hmm. um i loved um her outfit she definitely did her thing. Um, she's been out here on Instagram a lot more. Um, before she definitely wasn't like that. She was just more like cookie cutter and like pretty quiet. And mm-hmm. now she's like all over my feed, like just looking fabulous. 
Love it. Yeah, she's posting way more than mm-hmm. she was before. Before, you barely got a post out of her. It would just be like when the album was releasing or mm-hmm. something special happened. But now she's out there more. And just to think that she has like three kids now. I know. Right? You she got married. Yeah, and had three whole <laughs> children. Right. Um, it's really cute. I seen a post the other day on Instagram in regards to the Proud family. You know how she sung um the theme song with Destiny Child. Mm-hmm. Um, how um someone tried to compare her to like the family, like with the three kids. And, oh wow! <laughs> and her husband, like you know, being unattractive, looking like the husband he on Proud family. Nah, Jay's, uh, that's Od. Jay Z is not that. He's not that terrible. He's terrible looking. Um, I don't think he's cute. <laughs> he is not good looking. But he's he not don't look looking. like that guy from Pr- the Proud family. No, he. You know exactly. what? I don't even want to compare. <laughs> I have no reference. Um. So, badass women have been making their mark in 2019. Um, a lot of big businesses have been um being started by black women. We're like taking everything back. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about that is definitely just being able to motivate other women to do the exact same thing and just go out there and get their own bag instead of just depending on employers. Um, Cause that, that's very limiting, mm-hmm. you know, that's limiting when you just let somebody else put value on you. Mm-hmm. So definitely 2019 and 2020 it's, it's going to be even bigger and better for women of color. Uh, already we're like the most educated group of people in just the united states Mm -hmm. it's very interesting how we get paid less than every other group but we are like dominating um the work field um so i feel like uh we're in a very odd space when it comes to like gender roles so like you know black women are out here doing their thing and um dating is hard Mm -hmm. dating is very hard and um my question is, how do you feel about um, women being the breadwinners and being able to, like, have healthy relationships with their counterpart? Well, I grew up in a two-parent household where my mother was not the breadwinner. My father was the breadwinner. But that breadwinner poured breadwinner lessons into my life Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like and my mom didn't stop him either i Mm -hmm. am the only girl i have four brothers like i feel like we're all aggressive when it comes to doing what we need to do saving making money Mm -hmm. trying to invest and make more money if i wasn't a breadwinner i think that that would be a disappointment Mm -hmm. to my family so i kind of feel like i don't have a choice but to make sure that i'm doing what i need to do like to always secure myself financially like right now with a lot of the things that are going on, sometimes women can't depend on a man. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that you shouldn't, or you, I'm not saying that you should look at every relationship like that, but you have to be conscious. You have to be mindful that if something ever happens to that person, death or illness, or and they can't take care of you, you should mm-hmm. be able to financially sustain yourself and your family and your children. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's nothing wrong if a woman is making more than the man that she's with. You should always have that mindset that you don't need a man for his finances. You mm-hmm. need somebody that's going to protect you, love you, nurture you, um, uplift you, support you. So I really don't, like money and everything else, those are added things. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you solidify yourself. Like So that's why I said I don't, it, it does get complicated because of males' egos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But 
um, any man that actually loves a woman is going to be happy that his wife is holding things down in the event that something happens to him. Yeah. She can still take care of the family without him having to worry or the children having to worry. And you have to also remember that you're responsible for your parents when they get to a certain age. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put them in a nursing home. So of course. Who's going to be able to pay for that if you're not... And take care of your family because your, 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 your mother and father, my mother and father, everyone's mother and father, sometimes, most of the time, they're mm-hmm. going to get to a certain age where they're still alive and you have your own family and things going on. Yeah. You're still going to have to make sure that money is going to fuel them and money is going to fuel mm-hmm. you. So you need to, yeah, like I said, always be financially secure. And I, like I said, some men have ego problems, but also women, they play on that. Yeah. You know, they make men feel less than they are. They masculate them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, I'd say I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Um, being in a relationship and bringing money to the table um, definitely helps the situation. But I feel like um, relationships nowadays, when it comes to women, um, I feel like, especially, well, my experiences, it's been more like... Um, what else is there to bring to the table? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, what do women actually bring to the table? And I feel like I'm constantly getting, like, this this whole perception behind, like, misogynistic men mm-hmm. who um, happen to have money behind them. And it's like money always comes first to women. So I'm trying to understand, like, where what is that space that, what is it? Where's that reassurance mm-hmm. for us women, like, what we actually bring to the table besides money, you know? I know. But that's why I said you have, that's why it's very hard for you to pick partners, not waste time mm-hmm. from jump, know what it is that you want and what you don't want. Before, I used to be a little bit skeptical and scared to say what it is that I do want. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you what I want, what I don't want, what I like, what I don't like, because it makes no sense for us to be wasting time when I could be building relationships or making memories with other people that are actually worth my time mm-hmm. and worth the things that I'm trying to put into fruition. So I, um, like I said, it has to be the individual that mm-hmm. when they're ready to fill whatever gap that is or break whatever barriers that is, like a lot of these things, they come from you growing up. Some children, they only saw their mother be the, be the, um, the be all know it all. They mm-hmm. did everything. Some kids have fathers that did that. Some children grew up like me where I was in a both family household, but my father didn't tell me not to be aggressive and be a breadwinner. Where you have some fathers, they nurture their daughters and tell them to still depend on a man. So, as mm-hmm. I said, it all depends on what your surroundings are. It depends on the individual. Like, I don't feel like a lot of things could be classified. Like, it just, that individual just has to be ready to be in a relationship, male or female, and know that somebody is going to make more money and the other person, yeah. you're just going to have to accept it. It's not about the amount you make. It's what do you guys do with it combined together to, to produce more. That's what yeah. I think people are failing to realize and think to put together. Yeah. Definitely having, like, common goals and just joining forces because, you know, two is better than one. Mm-hmm. Always at the end, end of the day. Um, what I find very interesting is that most guys, they do play off of their insecurities in the sense that, like, if they're... Women too. Yeah. If women if women are like making more money than men, I feel like men um tend to be 
a little bit more. I don't know how to explain it. With John, mm-hmm. they tend to be a little bit more with John. Um, whereas I do find that some women, um, some women do play off of those insecurities where they end up emasculating men because they're not completely fulfilled in that relationship, and that's that's how they attack mm-hmm. their partner. Um, but definitely, I find that it's very difficult for women to submit to a man um, when she's making more money. And I find this because because we're taught that men are there to protect and provide. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are at the time and age where like one, you know, one breadwinner is not going to do it for a household. Like living in mm-hmm. this world, we can't even afford that at all. Mm-hmm. So that's um, I feel like that's one thing that separates, you know, um, independent women um, from like. Mm-hmm. A man that can possibly be a good partner, and then also, um, men. I don't feel like men know how to assert themselves when they're in like situations like that. Like it takes a very confident man to me mm-hmm. to be able to be like, "Oh, well, my chick makes more money than me, and I'm cool with that." Some men they just can't. They they feel less than. They feel in inferior um, to women like that. So. I find that it's very hard for women, especially black women, who are doing their thing to, to date. Mm-hmm. I agree. But those men need to use that as motivation to get get their bag up. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> like, that's just it for me. Like, yeah. I went to school, did what I needed to mm-hmm. do. You had the same opportunities I had. I know people that came here with less time than people that I went to high school with. And within mm-hmm. five years of being here, they've done so much yeah. without being legal. Yeah. Without having the support that they had, without even getting an education from here. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to provide a life not only for themselves, but for their families as well. And my parents do that because my parents are immigrants too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, like, as an individual, it has to be with based on your maturity level and what you want to see for yourself. Like, if I see I'm with a person and they're making a lot of money, mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out other ways to make a lot of money too or see what we can do together to, to produce more. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, I don't like you because you're making more than me. That means that I'm not ready to be in a relationship with yeah. somebody like that. Yeah. And there's also men that aren't willing to teach. Exactly. There's men that um, they want to withhold their information just because they may feel threatened mm-hmm. by um, uh, their counterpart realizing themselves in that different light. So that's a, um, a other very interesting thing. So... This year, I feel like um, we've been putting a lot of um, energy into, um, like, women, but also being accepting of, like, trans women and things of that sort. Um, So here's a very interesting, like, um, story I heard, well, I read on. So basically, um, there's this lady. Her name is Jessica Yaniv. She lives in Canada. Um, She's a trans woman. So basically what's happening is that she visited a um, waxing parlor and um, there are only wax women there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica Yanov still has her male counterparts, mm-hmm. um, um, her scrotum and her penis. Um, 
And basically, she wanted to get waxed. Mm -hmm. She wanted to get waxed, and they told her, like, no, we can't wax you here. We don't wax men. You have mm -hmm. to go to a different location um, where they do. So basically, this individual sued this wax parlor, and um, the owner of the waxing center had to close um, her business mm -hmm. because she could not afford um, lawyer fees. Mm -hmm. Um. I think this is crazy. What's so crazy about it? Which part is crazy? Um, I think it's crazy that um, they're allowing this trans woman to get away with that. Okay. Just because this trans woman does not have female parts. Like, there's a male part there. Like, there's... I've worked in that industry, and I know a lot of women that would never... They're, they just wouldn't be comfortable waxing male parts. Mm -hmm. Some women are, some women aren't. And... um. And they, they tell, they work at specific areas be, mm -hmm. just because, just to avoid those specific situations. So I think it's really crazy that the government is allowing um, for this business to lose out mm -hmm. um, because one individual wants to identify as a woman without having those parts. Well, I really, I feel like, I don't know the full story. Mm -hmm. I didn't read up on the story. That's a tidbit of the story that you gave to me. I can't really comment too much because, like I said, I don't know it in full. But I feel like we're living in an age where so much is accepted, like, publicly, but privately it's not accepted. And mm -hmm. individually it's not accepted. Everybody doesn't agree with certain things. So... It's it, it and then it all goes back to you identify as a woman, but other people might not consider you to be a woman because of the science scientific laws, mm -hmm. the laws of science. So it's it's just like a very like sticky conversation. Like it's sticky, a very sticky topic. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like Like, I feel a lot of things. Like, I don't know what to say because it's just like, I get it. I get how that woman feels. She was uncomfortable. She wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. I also get how he feels because it's like, he doesn't even consider himself to be a male. He considers himself to be a female. These mm -hmm. these people, I work with them, like, they really don't consider themselves to be male at all. Mm -hmm. They say they're female. Everything else shows up as a male. They do not believe that they are mm -hmm. a male. So it's kind of like, it depends on the mindset and the individual. But I don't believe that the company should have suffered where they had to close their doors. Because, like I said at the end of the day, that, that was a stream of income Yeah, for that woman and whatever she had to take care of as well. Yeah. And there would have been other wax parlors that would have... There um, were... There's a wax parlor right across the street. <laughs> taking that person. Yeah. 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 So that's that's a very... that Honestly, that really bothered me. Mm -hmm. Just because um, I feel like... um. Our culture now has been very accepting of trans women, which is great. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody do what they want to do. Um, but I feel like we need to be very honest and forward. Mm -hmm. Like, trans women are not women. They are impersonating women. They want to be women, but they're not women. Whether they can think and feel that they are women, but if we stick to science, because mm -hmm. that's what a lot of people like to abide by nowadays they're not women right so allowing something like that to 
happened in 2019, it really scares me because just understanding like the hierarchy of things, like women are like last. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Women are last. And now we have, we have men and then we have women and now we have men and now men that believe that they're women and now women. Mm -hmm. That scares me. That's understandable. That that honestly, it scares me. It's just like, all right. So when when are we gonna put our foot down? When are we really going to um, be able to support our women in ways that they deserve? Like, there was one interview on the um, the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I forgot who it was, um, but basically, this individual. Basically, is a um, I think is a trans woman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said that trans women, um, trans women are impersonators of women. Like they're not women, and we have to be able to put that forth. And I know that we live in a time where it's just very difficult to like put our thoughts out there because people are very quick to t- attack and like um, try to say that you're one thing like oh you're a homophobe or you're a xenophobe or whatever they want to say like there's like there's labels literally for everything and there's just so many ways to turn things into like negative connotations um so it's very hard to put that out there and i feel like we're just in a time that um our tolerance is just so high Mm -hmm. um to everything that we are losing our own train of thought and our own perspective on things but um, that's what knowledge does to you. Because before, when I was younger, I probably would have never been able to understand what was going on. But now that I'm a social worker and I've been in school and I've learned a lot, some of these people they they have mental disorders that cause them to feel like today I'm this person, mm-hmm. tomorrow I'm this person, the next day I'm gonna be this person. And these are people that are really suffering from mentally mm-hmm. from mental health related issues. So it's kind of like. I get what everybody's saying, but I also see a different side of it as well mm-hmm. because of the knowledge that I now possess. It doesn't make it right or wrong. I'm not going to say it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not the person to say that. But what I will say is that I don't think it's fair that that company had to close down, and I don't think it's fair that um, he took it to or she took it to that level. Like, I can agree with that fact, with, with that um part of it. But like I said, because of the foot I'm in now, it's just that I've, I've – witnessed a lot where people are mm-hmm. taking medication to, to they, they want to be themselves but their body and their mind is not allowing them to be themselves today they want to come in and meet you as Tom tomorrow they want to be Sarah <clears throat> the next day they want to be a child mm-hmm. next day they want to be a, a an elderly person like every day is something different so it's kind of like what would you consider those people at that time mm-hmm. are they still what they were born as or are they Tom Billy mm-hmm. Sarah the child and the elderly, like, what are you going to consider them? So, And I do agree with the part where you said that our tolerance is very high at this point. But I don't think that some people's tolerance are as high because they wouldn't want those things in their own life or they wouldn't mm-hmm. want those things for their children to be doing. But they're, they're becoming more understanding. Mm-hmm. Some people still are not understanding and they're fearful. And that's what puts that energy out there. So it's... Like I said, it's just a sticky conversation. Like, I'm not saying that I'm in disagreement with it or agreeance with it. I can say I understand it. Mm-hmm. I can empathize with it. I can see where it's coming from. 
that's all I could say. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's to each his own. Like, I really, I'm not judgmental when it comes to it. I just feel like if you're not inflicting harm against somebody else, mm-hmm. then I just don't judge you. And even then, I'm just like, well, why did you do that? Yeah. Like, what possessed you yeah. to do that? Well, the laws right the laws right now are allowing for things like mm-hmm. this to happen, and that's my issue. Like, live your life, mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. But I feel like um, just us being very receptive and very liberal at this point of um, just our global history, mm-hmm. um, it's allowing, it's allowing for situations like this to happen, and that. I don't feel like that should be allowed. That's not mm-hmm. fair. And um, it's just counterproductive. It's extremely counterproductive, um, especially just understanding, like, um, who women are, mm-hmm. period. You know, they're the womb. They're the nurturers. Mm-hmm. They they bring life. Um, I feel like that alone should just be respected. It should not be um, messed with. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like people label things mm-hmm. to the point where um, they forget the real problem. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if I'm an, I assault people. I mm-hmm. assaulted you. I assaulted a, a Jew. I assaulted somebody that is um, gay. Mm-hmm. I assaulted a child. I assaulted um, a black person. There's one common thing there, yeah. that I assaulted everybody. Mm-hmm. But they'll charge me differently for assaulting a white man than they would for assaulting a black woman or charge me differently for mm-hmm. assaulting a child versus a Jew and stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like we've created all these labels and even though certain things are happening, the consequences differ based on who they happen to. Yeah. 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 That's the country we definitely live in. As I said, there's a hierarchy to things. Um, Even like with health, yeah. even with health, Um, when it comes to um, black women, one out of um four um, postpartum black women die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very mm-hmm. <laughs> high number. Like, literally, there can be four women, four black women in this room and that just had a baby, and one of them is going to die. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, that definitely comes with, you know, just racism and just um, the, the, the notion that just black women are strong and mm-hmm. they're this and they're that, and then... They're, and they're not gonna have. Um, they're not gonna experience pain, yeah. or that they have high tolerance. Mm-hmm. It's it's all of those things behind it. So, I agree. I have a coworker right now. They gave her just six weeks, um, maternity leave. They wouldn't sign off on the twelve weeks, like six weeks. Like, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. You have to bond with your baby. Yeah. Ugh, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's state mandated, right? Yeah, the six, six weeks. weeks. Then you can go back after six weeks. Some people go back even before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she doesn't want to come back within the six weeks. But it's like, it's you have to pick or choose. You don't go back in the six weeks and your job is up for grabs if you mm-hmm. have to hire somebody else because we're low staff. Or you come back and you work and then you miss out on time with your child because you have to still provide for your household. And yeah. that's why I keep, that's, that goes back to the first topic we spoke about where it's like, you need two incomes. You can't just yeah. have one. Definitely. Wow. That really touched me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so sad. I know. How's your week, though? 
good. It's great. Whoever made it, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Angel. Um, I went to high school with him in Charter. Mm-hmm. Right now, he's selling coquito for the holidays. Oh, that's good. Yeah, really cool. So, um, so now that we're moving on for the from the Electra complex that um has been going on, um, have you ever experienced penis envy? What do you mean? What's penis envy? So penis envy <laughs> is like um like being jealous of like men for having a penis. No? I've never been jealous of men having a penis. What I would say is I would be upset that I have to go to the bathroom and squat. Mm. Not that I'm jealous that I don't have a male body part, like if you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying. Like and the fact that I have to get a cycle every month. But mm-hmm. there's but but that comes into a whole nother thing. The, I know that there's women that have private parts I don't know if they that have male private parts. I don't know if they get their periods or not with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never explored <laughs> that, so I wouldn't know. Like, but I'm good with what I have. Mm-hmm. I've been with it. That's my only thing. I can't stand up and pee. I gotta like mm-hmm. squat over. That and, is so annoying. That's it. When I was younger, I had really bad penis envy. <laughs> so bad. I remember I um I was in daycare. And we were young, so they let us all use the same mm-hmm. bathroom. So I would see, like, the boys were peeing, mm-hmm. standing up, and I had to sit down. And yeah. that really, like, bothered me. So I remember one day, I'm, like, peeing, standing up. And oh, um, <laughs> um, the teacher comes in, and she's like, no, mommy, you a girl. You got to sit <laughs> down. You have to sit down. Only boys stand like that. And I remember, like, wow, I wish I had one. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so cool just to be able to, like, pee anywhere and not have to make be even more sanitary like i definitely don't touch or sit nowhere but like i just hate the aspect of having to even remove right most of like exactly pull it, pull it down guys could just dip a little bit take it out yeah pull it back up. they don't gotta like you know like <laughs> do all they could just pee and mm-hmm. do their own thing i definitely experienced that um but to even more complex level i definitely did experience that because i saw how men and women were very different um, for society. Like, um, I saw how my brothers were just living their lives. And, you know, just go ahead, explore. Uh-huh. Do what you want to do. Mind you, I'm like home. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, you're supposed to be with your parents. Exactly, like, yeah. You have to be with your parents. Yeah, you got to you gotta learn how to clean because your husband, he uh-huh. going to return you if you don't know how to uh-huh. clean and cook. <laughs> like... That's just crazy to me, um, just being able to, like, see both gender roles. And now we live in a time where you can actually decide mm-hmm. what you want to do. Personally, I, I've, clearly, I've grown into being a woman. Like, I enjoy it. I would love to reap the benefits of being a man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I always say in my next life, if that's even true, I want to come back as a man. Yeah. Yep. That's, I always say that. I want to know what it's like. To live your life and do what you do. Mm-hmm. Get the money you make. Mm-hmm. Have the power that you have. Mm-hmm. Be able to say and do what I want to do without being judged. Right. Be carefree. I don't got to be classy all the time when I feel like it. I could be burping, not have nobody say nothing. <laughs> Sneeze and not have nobody look at me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally will hold my burp. Like, I will try to hold my burp if I know it's going to be loud because I'm a female. But these guys, they let it out. Everybody starts laughing. I'm like, that's not funny. It's disgusting. <laughs> I it's disgusting when it. you do that. Yes, I would never do it. Yeah. But I always say that. In my next life, I want to come back as a man. I want to get fed, 
cooked for. Mm-hmm. Somebody clean up my house. Have your kids laundry, and just go to work. Yup. They go through all of that. I just mm-hmm. want to see what it's like. <laughs> and let them experience what we would experience. I don't have kids yet, but still. Yeah, definitely. I would like to be a man just for the power. Mm-hmm. Um, just the power, just to be able to walk around however I want. Like, can nobody tell me nothing? Yeah. And um, but here's the thing: like, being a man, um, there's you get to get away with inflicting a lot of pain on women. Like, that's the biggest thing for me that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Like, um, being a woman, we're like, um. We're like, we're just, basically, we've been taught to, like, just receive Mm -hmm. and forgive. Receive the pain and forgive. Like, um, I'm over that. I'm I'm over it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. Bye. Yeah. But that's when you know your worth. Yeah, definitely. Um, But still, that's, like, that's still seen as something. Like, I was watching, um... The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't know if you watch that show. No, I don't really watch any of those. You don't watch TV? Okay. Well, that's the I'm only ratchet show I like. Mm-hmm. Um, It's my favorite. I love how these grown women from Atlanta just throw each other shade all day. Oh, <laughs> I live for it. <laughs> They're so funny. Um, Basically, so Portia, um, she just had a baby with her partner, Dennis, and he stepped out on her in, um, while she was pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so she's very upset. She's extremely distraught and she just, she's, she doesn't know what to do. Um, but like from her friends, uh, her friend, there's this one friend that's like, girl, he's a man. He just messed up and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like. That's a single friend? Um, she is single. Those are the friends you don't need when you're married. Yeah. Yeah. When you're married, you need married friends. You guys need to hold each other together. Not saying mm-hmm. you can't have single friends, but you need to limit the time that you have with them because the things that they're going to want to partake in and do mm-hmm. are things that you shouldn't be wanting to partake in and do. Things that they should not accept. Like, you know what friend to call when you want to do something you know you yeah. can do. That would be that friend nine times out of ten. Yeah. If they're not, if they haven't had healthy relationships or sustainable relationships. Mm-hmm. If they happen to have just gotten out of something that was healthy, but the person was toxic and they tried to make it work. And they were single now, and they were influencing you to do better. Okay, but majority of the single friends that I've seen mm-hmm. while I was in a relationship, they're like, oh, go ahead and do this. Go ahead and do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, anything positive, they didn't want you to do. Anything negative, they were okay with it. So I feel like when you're married, mm-hmm. you have to have boundaries with the single friends that you have. No, of course. And the married friends that you have and what you allow your single friends and your married friends to know. And anybody, period. Because like at the end of the day, your, your spouse, that's who you're supposed to be most intimate with and share most things with. Shouldn't be... Yeah, there's no space for all not that. Not even your family sometimes. No, of course not. Your your families will never forgive the way that yeah, you will. That they, they <laughs> treat you to be Yeah, they will never forgive the way that you will. Um, But I was just very upset that her friend said to forgive him. And it was just like... I'm single. Mm-hmm. I'm single for good reason. I'm single because I haven't met someone who, who number one, can put me in my place. Because mm-hmm. I'm very strong-minded and strong-headed. Like, I don't trust I don't trust anyone to, put like, set me in the right direction. If I'm, like, going left, I need someone to be like, nah, nah, nah. This is right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and definitely I haven't met somebody, like, just level-headed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, if I was to, 
be in Portia's situation, I would have been like, bye. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you just did that in my most intimate relationship with myself as mm-hmm. a person, as a woman mm-hmm. growing into this, like, rite of passage mm-hmm. into another space of womanhood. Like, how can I allow someone to disrespect me in that sense and then, like, for society to just be like, forgive, me. forgive him? Like, no. And it also comes with age, too, and experience. Like, how old are these women? Um, She's in her 30s. Yeah, these like, women are usually in their thirties or forties. Some of them yeah, are married. Some are that they shouldn't even be condoning. Like at that, not to say that you should ever condone it, but it's a little bit more understandable, mm-hmm. not acceptable if you allow these things to happen when you're younger because you haven't been through it or you're still finding yourself. You don't even know your work yet when you're that young sometimes mm-hmm. because somebody hasn't showed you it. You haven't even revealed it, or somebody has like so. Yeah, and you haven't even been able to um. But we also have society allowing these things, just funneling our minds with just, like, forgive. Because, honestly, let's say I was to cheat on, on my partner, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'd be so done with me so mm-hmm. quick. Like, I'm done. I'm through. Yeah. But the thing is, people take that word lightly as well. Like, I've forgiven a lot of people that's done bad things to me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I have to be with you after that. No, of course. You but can forgive. People, people keep thinking that they're associating when you forgive somebody, you move on with them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You can still move on, but it doesn't have to be with them. Of course. And that's what I think that people are not understanding. But it took me a long time to get it, too. Like, nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. But over time, you meet somebody that you vibe with that shows you a different side of life. And you realize you're worth even more. You realize that you've just always been there. And after that, you're not going to go back to what you used to experience. But when you keep having those same like mind unlike minded friends that are mm-hmm. telling you, Oh, nah, stay with him, this, that, and the third, it's gonna take you even longer to get out of that cycle because now you're not thinking for yourself, you putting their thoughts into it. Like mm-hmm. you're not making a clear decision. No, um, but I love her stance on it. Like she's um she, right now she's very strong minded in the sense that mm-hmm. she's hurt. Mm-hmm. She feels very hurt about the entire situation, and she knows that she doesn't deserve that, and that's not the type of treatment she deserves from anybody. But what is she doing? Did she leave or did she say? Um, I think she just maybe she's in she's in counseling, and that's the thing that even annoyed me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at this point they have to co-parent, mm-hmm. whatever they're trying to figure out, like find a space to do that in. But um, I didn't like th- how the count the counselor was just like, so are you going to forgive him, and how are you guys are gonna move forward? It's well, you like, can Well, I'm going to support the counselor because I'm a social worker. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say, as a counselor, you have to ask these questions because you need to know where their minds are. Mm-hmm. What do you have me here for? Do you have me here to help you guys rekindle your relationship? Mm-hmm. Or do you have me here to make you guys heal so that you guys can move forward and not be together? Mm-hmm. So I need to know. So I'm going to ask you those questions. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be with him? Are you going to forgive him? Do you want to be with her? Are you going to forgive her? All right. Are we both in agreement, or are you just saying that because they're saying that? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you really want? How do you really feel? And what are we gonna do to either move past this together or move past it separately? Mm-hmm. So I don't blame the council for asking those questions. I don't know what. Like I said, I'm not watching the show. I don't no. know where her perspective came from or whatever. But if you're hiring a counselor, they're gonna ask you those questions because. They want to make sure that they're touching all avenues. They don't want to make a decision for you. It's never about what I mm-hmm. want. It's about what you want. Unless you're going to be inflicting harm against yourself, death against somebody else, any type of homicidal or suicidal mm-hmm. ideations or stuff like that, 
we're gonna we're gonna see how things play out mm-hmm. for you. What do you want to do? Like that's the question that I ask my clients all the time. What do you want to do? Why do you want to do that? How is that gonna benefit you? Mm-hmm. How is that gonna benefit your kids, your family, your partner, your goals? Then you after you ask them those questions, sometimes they'll see like yo, this is really not gonna benefit me. Yeah, I don't want to be with this person anymore. Clearly, sometimes they'll say, you know what? I'm gonna stick it out because it was a mistake. I was not the partner that I should have been to him, and that that caused him to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Or he wasn't the partner to her, and that's what caused her to do X, Y, and Z. And she was too scared to leave because of all these ties. Like, right now, me and you, we don't have kids. It's mm-hmm. easy for us to drop a man right. and say, deuces, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with you. But like I said, I've never had to deal with having a bond of a child. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what that is like. I could just imagine how hard it is already to separate ourselves from somebody that we've been with for so long without children as an attachment. And then mm-hmm. to have those children as an attachment is supposed to be 10 times harder. That also goes back to you knowing your worth and what's healthy for you. And Because if you're not healthy, your child's not going to be healthy. So mm-hmm. It's just a whole big thing. But I understand why the counselor would ask them those questions. I wouldn't say that she's supporting mm-hmm. what um we don't support, which means her staying with him. But I think she's trying to figure out what it is that they want collectively as a couple. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to be together, yeah. Don't want to be together. I need to know because I'm your counselor. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. How long are these sessions? We have to time it. Like, it's gonna be something continuous for a year, two years. Like, the counseling that I thought was that I didn't, that I would like, the counselor I want to hear from is the one with Cardi B and um Offset because they went to counseling too. <laughs> they did. Like, what did y'all talk about? That's what I would um. You think they went in for marriage counseling? Yeah. Premarital or postmarital? Postmarital. After he cheated, Ooh. she went. They went. Yeah. That must be tough. Mm-hmm. But then I I read something where, um, like, she said that, like, she doesn't know why he cheats. I'm not sure if it's true or false because she has it all. Mm-hmm. Like, she would cheat with him. That's what I think I read that somewhere. That Wait. she would be willing to do stuff with him with those women. So I can why, see that. So why even go and cheat on her? I don't know where I read it, if it's true or not. I feel like there's just some spaces men... Want to reserve themselves, yeah. So, and some things, some women that they want to explore are not comfortable with exploring that with other women. Yeah, and they made that clear. So, but like I said, if Holly Berry, Beyonce, Cardi B, and all these women get cheated on, oh no, that's honestly that's the least of my worries, sis. Exactly, me getting cheated on, I'll be alright. <laughs> like I, I've yeah. been through worse. I'll be alright. Yeah. Like getting cheated on, cool. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. They have different things to lose, though. Money, mm-hmm. child support. Like I said, it's just a way different. I don't think they have a, a a prenup, right? Yeah, I don't think so. So all of that stuff, a lot of legal legalities with it. And my dad always told me, I don't have much, but if your mom ever left me or I left her, I'm not getting married again. No. This is it. He said some things you just don't do twice mm. if you don't have to do it twice. Especially with your age and you already have your family and your kids. Mm-hmm. It's not to say you can't share your life with somebody else after, if need be, but... Mm-hmm. What do you do, a prenup? Um, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. If my man is make, is a football player, basketball player, you want a prenup? Okay. You want to protect your assets because people do change. Mm-hmm. Children change people, too. Yeah, definitely. Like, just having a life, like... Things happen. People could not have had a mental problem mm-hmm. their whole life. As soon as they turn 35, boom, mental problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it all depends. Like, 
just make sure you make me a beneficiary. <laughs> At least give me that. Like, let me have some something in there yeah. that happens to you. Um, hmm. Or put your kid, the kids that we share. Yeah. You don't have to put me. You know what I'm saying? I've always been one for that. I want to put, I want to be on everything. I, I, I understand that too, but at the end of the day, like I said, Nah, my, here's my thing. Not, that's why I always said, like, I got to make sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, of that's course. Why I don't care about all of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, we worked for it. Yes, it's ours. I would consider it to be ours. You want to be greedy and say it's not ours? Let my kids have it. Our kids have it. Whatever. It's my, what's my kids is mine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I'll still reap and benefit from it. But I'm not the type to. No, I want to be on anything. Because you know what? If I am. Sharing my life, my space, my most intimate moments with this person, um, I feel like that. So you would feel a way if a person asked you for a prenup? Why we need a prenup for? All right, so that would be my question. If you Oprah Winfrey Mm -hmm. and you're marrying somebody Mm -hmm. and you love them more than you've ever loved, I'm stepping out on faith. So you would step out on faith and not get a prenup? Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's nice. Yeah, I wouldn't. That's why Oprah got married. (laughs) I'm not dumb. No, Oprah definitely. Yeah, she's not married. She's not getting married. No, I'd rather not hurt. I would do what she would do. I would rather not hurt your feelings and not marry you and share my life with you than to marry you and put you in a mental turmoil where I'm saying you need to sign this prenup. You need to do this and do that because I'm not sharing this asset or that asset with you. Has she even like? um, I don't know. No, I don't think she even has kids, right? No, she don't have no kids. So she ain't having no kids. Exactly. She's done. No, I know. I'm saying she doesn't have kids. Like that's what I'm saying. So. Mm, interesting. But I understand. But this is what I'm saying. You, I don't. Even if I'm a female and I know that the thing, the way that I see it is like I can make more. If I did it once, I could do it again. I agree too. But at the end of the day, I don't think that's what's supposed to be. That's what I'm saying. We're not. We don't. We're not supposed to look at it as that. But a lot of people get married for business purposes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get married for um money and to get a come up. Mm-hmm. A lot of people pretend to be somebody for 10 years to get you to believe that this is who they are when they have secret lives. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen and unravel in front of my own eyes with people that I went to, went to high school with and <laughs> shit is just different now. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, they're completely different people. Like, yeah. you're going to keep evolving and changing. Nobody can tell you to stop being this person mm-hmm. who you are today, tomorrow, or to continue being that person that you are today and tomorrow. If you could be a good person and you want to become bad, I mean, bad you want to that's all good. about values. Being able to find common values. Values change though. Everything changes. <clears throat> core values, I don't think they ever change. I don't think like core values and change. Um, I feel like um, if anything does change in, inside of you, it's because it's been enhanced. Well, not change. It's if it's perceived outside of you that you've never let it be that you've never exhibit that behavior before is just because it's been enhanced by some some factor that that's playing into your I life. I think that core values do change. Yeah. People. Mhm. Cuz of life situations, circumstances, mm-hmm. and what they're exposed to. I might have once thought that family was my everything and then something happens to me that my family caused. I will mm-hmm. no longer believe that. So I believe that Everything goes back to the individual, mm-hmm. like I said. I might not, like, I know another female. She had a very terrible childhood with her parents, like, talking about molestation, abuse, all of that. She doesn't want to be that type of mother. 
Mm-hmm. But she didn't. She didn't believe in family when it comes to her family. She's more close to her friends, but she's trying to build family with her her, her family. Yeah, with, with her who children. She, who's gonna be her family? Yeah. yeah, she still doesn't respect her family or that core value of family, but she's still trying to build it. So, so family is a core value for, for her. her. Yeah. But then you have other people that they won't even want to have a family because they don't believe that family. Mm-hmm. Is that, and then you have people that are having friendsgiving instead of Thanksgiving with their families because they don't believe in the core value of family either. Mm-hmm. So it goes, like I said, it's the individual. Mm-hmm. So I think that some people's core values change. Mine's haven't. Yours might have not, but I know. Some I feel like um, as I've gotten older, I'm attaching myself a lot more deeper. Into my core values. That's I feel like us. it's not everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's guiding me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm questioning life and existence, mm-hmm. um, just going back to what I was taught, that mm-hmm. that grounds me. So, what I do know is that we know what we feel is right from wrong, from jump. Mm-hmm. It's what we do, what we play on. Are we going to, what we act on? Are we going to act on what we feel is right or are we going to accept what's wrong and just live with it versus mm-hmm. also. What might be right to you might be wrong to me. What mm-hmm. might be wrong to you might be right to me. So yeah. But like I said, individually we know what's right and wrong. Yeah. Ourselves and what we can tolerate. And can't. That's interesting that you mentioned that because um culturally that's a that's a huge thing too. Mm-hmm. Like um I know in India they have like child brides and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, like, way back when, that was, like, a very normal thing. And now we call it pedophilia. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's not, that's not right for our culture. Um, I kind of feel like it's going to make a comeback. Um, it might. <laughs> it, I feel like it is. There, um, That group is trying to um, associate itself with the LGBTQI. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically... I don't know, but I'm going to say in 10 years, that might just be a thing. Mm-hmm. Very weird. We're living in very dangerous times. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why people don't want to have children. Mm-hmm. Like, my thought from before until now is different. I think when I was growing up and I saw me with my brothers, I'm like, oh, I want five kids like my mom. <laughs> I got a full house. We all have fun. We don't need friends. We could party together. Have mm-hmm. our own. I don't need a sleepover when I have four brothers. You right. It's always fun. Yeah. But it's like, now it's like, the stuff you have to expose them to, teach them about, mm-hmm. train them about. you That's a responsibility for her forever. So mm-hmm. like, when I have a child, I would just want to make sure I'm ready for that child. I just don't want to go out there and do it. People are like, oh, well, a lot of people we went to high school with, they have kids already and stuff like that. Oh, my that. God. So many. And they're like, when are you going to yeah. have a kid? And I'm like, bro, when I'm ready. When I'm waiting until <laughs> I'm married. What if that never comes? You never have a kid? I never had no kids. That's it. Okay. Period. I need to secure. <laughs> Honestly, I I believe in like the um traditional values. Like I believe strongly in that. Like I need to be married. I agree, but marriage doesn't always last. Sometimes. That's and I'm okay with that. We can get divorced. So then what's the, but I need what to get married so matter? because it matters to me because that's that to me is like solidifying our bonds or our relationship on paper. Like okay. we need like when. Legally, we're one. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, legally, we're one. If you win, I win. If I lose, you lose. If mm-hmm. you lose, I lose. Whatever. Whatever that may be. I feel like that's very important to me. Like, um, And then be able to have my, my children in wedlock. 
I I find that extremely important because let's say we we have this kid and he wants to leave. Fine, leave. But you're not leaving your kid. Mm-hmm. You got responsibilities. Whether you married or not, you still have responsibilities for that child. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way because you're not married and this per- this individual decided like he's going to leave everything. He's not going to care. Like, okay, you the can leave. will find him. Trust me. It's easier when you're married. The when you're married, it's just much easier to be like, all right, we're done, but you still, this is yours too. The government will find whoever the father is for those children and they will be paying their child support if they have the funds to do so. I believe that when I have a child, I'm going to have it when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I do want to get married and have mm-hmm. a family and do all of those things because that's what I know. That's how I grew up. But I also feel like if I don't have a man to share my life with, I still want to be able to share my life with somebody that I love. That with I your kids. So I would, if I have to end up having a child and. I don't want to do it alone. I don't feel like I'll be alone. I feel like I have too many brothers and my father and my mother okay. for me to feel like I will ever be alone. Like, And even if they're not here, I mm-hmm. still will carry everything that they've taught me for me to not yeah. be alone. I do feel like there's some things that I just won't be able to teach a boy. Exactly. And that is exactly why I said I have four brothers. Like, yeah. God I mean, you're... Happens to them. You are them. in a good situation, I guess, like that. I don't, like... I, mm-hmm. I have two brothers. I don't know. God bless my brothers. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> And I have my dad. Like, yeah. I, feel like there'll be a I don't know how long support. my dad gonna last. Like, mm-hmm. I'm being realistic. Like, I love my parents and whatever. I already know. Like, they're definitely gonna die by my side. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to live with my parents again once I start my family. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be there helping me take care of my kids. I know that for a fact. Um, but I don't know how long that's gonna last. And I would like my children to to grow up with mom and dad together just because that's I what i've seen i've that's seen that saying. i've had that i've been i thank god for that because to be honest like i've seen the ups and downs of my parents relationship and that's just taught me so much like resilience but also like trusting mm-hmm. and having faith and just like you don't stick it to your word like you know what i said i do and i'm gonna do mm-hmm. through hell and back you know and that's where i feel like we're having a huge fall in this generation. Like, it's just so easy to throw everything away. For some people, not for everybody. Some people have to pretend that it's easy to throw it away, too. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to look at it, like, for me, my parents, like I said, they both grew up without um, fathers. Mm-hmm. But my father didn't want to be like that with his kid, and my mom didn't want that either for herself. Mm-hmm. They still were able to get married and do what they needed to do. But like I said, it goes back to the individual. And then there's also a story about... um a father that was an alcoholic that had twin boys. One of the boys became an alcoholic. The other one didn't. Mm-hmm. It's about you and how you perceive what you see. You see your father drunk and passed out all the time, living life carefree. You want to do the same. The other one said, I don't want to waste my time and do that. You're not mm-hmm. doing anything. So like I said, it's about the individual. I cannot generalize mm-hmm. anybody. Like You have to know what works for you and what you want to do and what you want your life to be. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like that's so hard nowadays. We're being fed so much information and like so many ideas of what life. No, but it's like also like, um, I mean, it's like watching a commercial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like um, I recently downloaded this like bubble pop game. Mm-hmm. And I think I downloaded that game because I kept so- seeing it as mm-hmm. an ad on my phone. 
It's funny how your brain plays mm-hmm. tricks on you. Like, I thought I really just wanted, like, a... It's marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens. So that's just... That's what happens with life. Mm-hmm. Like, you, throughout the entire day, you're seeing different things. Like, ads are... You're seeing... How many ads a day are you seeing? Like, a lot. But that's how you have to filter what you're, what you're seeing, what you're watching. Yeah. And how much time you spend on your phone. Like, my brother showed me there's something on um, your phone where you could see how much time you spend on social media. Mm-hmm. And he said he had to cut back because it's like, even though he doesn't feel like he's on it a lot, for him to see that number on his phone per week, he said that's too much. So he deleted his Instagram for... A, he's going to be off it, he said, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Just to read more or something like that. Like, I read, but I don't read consistently. That's something I want to get back to doing because I'm always on my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be on my phone as much. Yeah, true. So Me too. I find myself on Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we do to pass time. We don't have conversations. We don't talk mm-hmm. anymore. We'll be on our lunch break, and somebody will be on our phone and our headset, and we're still on Instagram. We're still texting other people instead of paying attention mm-hmm. to that conversation because those are the habits that we formulated. Yeah. And it's just terrible. I mean, we're this is our... This is really the first, I feel like maybe maybe the generation behind us was like mm-hmm. really the first to really experience technology like this, mm-hmm. but we've definitely taken it to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just like the first of anything. Mm-hmm. It's never perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to figure it out. Um, I think we're getting better, though. I don't know about that. <laughs> I have some stuff I have to get better with when it comes to my phone. No. I'm I think we're attached. getting better. Um, I feel like I've been worse. I definitely feel like I've been worse. I've been um, appreciating more, like, interaction. I feel like I've always appreciated interaction um, versus being on my phone a lot more. Or, like, I'm more conscious. Like, if I'm, like, on my phone when I'm talking to someone mm-hmm. and they call my attention, like, oh, you're on your phone. I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. bad. I'm sorry. I'm, like, more open, more receptive to that. Versus, like, just, like, going out to dinner and just being mm-hmm. on my phone the entire time. Like, oh, yeah, how's your day? But it also has to do with you growing up, too, as a child. Like, for mm-hmm. example, my parents were very strict. So if it's, like, the only thing I could do is be on my phone, those are habits I'm going to formulate because I was never able to be that social yeah. with my friends, only when I was at school. Mm-hmm. And at school, you definitely don't have time to be on your phone sometimes because you're paying attention to what's going mm-hmm. on or you're taking a test. But all those hours outside of school in your home, and you don't have any interaction with your friends, you calling them on the, on the phone to talk to them, texting them, mm-hmm. on your laptop, on AIM, MySpace, mm-hmm. I remember AIM, those days were lit. Messenger, whatever. <laughs> so that's what it is. Like, you know, it depends also. That's why I said, like, when I, like, I love my parents and stuff, but some things I'm going to inherit, some things I'm not. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those things are another reason why I'm so attached and glued to my phone because that's pretty much all I really you were yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, it's very interesting that you bring that up. Um, I feel like my parents were were similar, but not so much, just because um, it became to the point that we wanted to be super social, that we were bringing people over, and they were okay with that. They were okay with that's the parent I want to be though. Like supervise, like um, so mm-hmm. okay. You don't yeah. gotta go out. Let your friends come here. I want to make my house welcoming. Um. It's a lot of cleaning up to do and it's stuff. A, that you get. I think like it's annoying too because um but for the child like what for the child personally I don't want people in my space I I don't want, want people in my space like let me go to yours and then when I want to go home um I'm just gonna be in my cave minding my business I'm just like I was introverted that way where I didn't want people in my space but did you live in a house or an apartment apartment that's another reason too mm-hmm. I feel like if we have houses. The space is divided differently. Like, mm-hmm. 
like for example, my aunt she has a very nice house in Connecticut. I could imagine if I have um kids, y'all go downstairs in the basement. I check mm-hmm. on y'all. Y'all want to have y'all little sleep sleepover, y'all little camp camp whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll check on y'all. You know what I'm saying? Check on them periodically. They're not in my space at all. Mm-hmm. You guys have your own space, but I'm still checking on you periodically. Okay. Still giving you privacy. We got an apartment. Yeah. People all up in your Everything face. Everything is right there. Like, yeah. they just go and see your kitchen. See, you. It's like, it's, it's, that's different. Yeah. So it's like, my mindset is, I understand why you would feel like a lot, you don't want people in your space. I wouldn't want people in my, my parents' apartment now either. It's just like, too much. Chaotic. Yeah. But you also have to see and ask yourself if you're a parent, do you want the children out there? You don't know mm-hmm. what those other people have in their houses. You've been seeing. I kind of want to expose my kids. That, um. I think they were going to our high school after we graduated. They, their sister died in a, at a sleepover and a oh, fire. Oh, a fire. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. stuff like that. Like, you know, so parents get scared. So I would yeah. rather my child be in my house under my watch and something happened and then be on your watch and something happened because I would never forgive you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even forgive myself, much less forgive somebody else. So... I don't know. I kind of feel like I kind of want to expose my kids. I want to expose a little them bit more too, but... because just from my experience, I feel like I've dealt with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've been in social situations where I have not too. been equipped to be in because my parents never allowed me to be outside and experience that. But it also comes with age and responsibility, and you have to know your child. Yeah, like you have to know your child. Some. My, me and my siblings were different. One of us might like to party. One of us might like to drink. My mm-hmm. mom's not going to bring me somewhere to drink knowing that that's something that I'm not able to handle. Mm-hmm. Or tell me to stay out here to do something when that's something that I can't handle. Mm-hmm. But she might let my other brothers go because she has faith in them that they're not going to be, they're not going to succumb to the influences that are out there. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not even that you're trying to like hide them. You're just trying to protect them from who you know that they are. If they choose to go and fight for that on their own time, at least you didn't influence it or add on to it. But it's like you can't hide them from everything, but you can do what you can to control it while you can. Like, mm, yeah, I still stand on being exposed. I think you could be exposed, but you should still allow them to feel comfortable to have their friends come over as well. Definitely, I do. I want to. I kind of want to do it both ways. I kind of want to send my child off to. Um, be able to explore those social settings outside of me mm-hmm. um because i i don't want my my kid to stand outside like be able to stand their ground mm-hmm. without me like clearly i want them to have that trust with me where they can come back and be like oh hey this and such and such thing happened mm-hmm. i don't feel comfortable blah blah whatever have that conversation with me um but also be able to be like okay mom i got this i know what i'm doing you know what i mean do you think it's overprotective if like let's say that you're a parent and you visit the house before your kid goes there? No. I think that's reasonable. I think that that's the type of parent I'm going to be. And I'm the type of parent that I would even invite, if I have a son or a daughter, their parents to my house to, so they could see what's going on over yeah. there. Yeah. And I would never, like, not invite them to see what's going on because I would want the same respect. Of course. If my child is going by your house. See what's going on over there. No, definitely. That's the, that's the right thing to do. Um, I remember one time when I was in fifth grade, that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom trusted Finally, mm-hmm. one person in fifth grade. You're lucky. That didn't happen but that was only until... one person. I After that, it was never like that at all. I never got to go. I, the first friend's house I went to, you know her, Saskia, you know Saskia, mm-hmm. was her house. She had twins. Yes, was her <laughs> house. I didn't go. I was not able to go anywhere. This is when I, 
the year we were graduating high school. What? 20- 2011, that's when I was able to finally wow. go out. That's because she liked Saskia's mother, like a mm-hmm. father, all that. But before that? Nah, mm-hmm. I think... And I lived right by the, our high school, like across the street. Oh, wow. There was no... School's over this time. My mom was working at the school across mm-hmm. the street, and I was going to school right here. Mm-hmm. Where am I going? What am I doing? <laughs> I had to go right home. Because I had no life. Like, right. Right. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough mm-hmm. growing up. My nephew's going through the exact same thing and he's just like he's a boy. Yeah. Uh, but my sister's just like my mom. She's like a twin. Mm-hmm. I literally like my sister, my older sister, I don't see who has an older sister. I see who has a second mom. <laughs> it's really annoying. Like oh boy. Yeah. I, that's mm-hmm. not my sister, that's my mom. <laughs> so um who are some badass women that like you can definitely say that this year you looked up to? This year, um, they're probably not known very well, but I have some. Um, I'm gonna say some that's popular first, and some that might not be that popular. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jada Pinkett Smith, mm-hmm. I've looked up to her for so long, and um, with the Red Table Talk and Love it. stuff that you're doing now, like I just enjoy things like this. Mm-hmm. I think that she's um touching different topics that a lot of people are scared to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, like celebrity relationships, like just to make you know that whatever you're going through in your relationship, and you're not a celebrity, celebrities go through it too. Just on a, it's the same thing when mm-hmm. you look at it. Um, even with her own life experience and stuff like that, like um, also with mental health, mm-hmm. um, she's spoken about. She's also having three generations on the show. I love it. Um, I just think that all of those concepts are um, things that we need to see. You know, mm-hmm. she's showing that parents should expose their children to certain things and topics, but it's still in front of her though. Yeah, you know. So I still like that concept. Um, another person is um, I know her Instagram name, but her last name is Kaufman. Mm-hmm. She's a yoga, um, she's a yoga influencer therapist. I think that she's done a lot within this year. Like first, she started off doing a lot of um, regular poses, pictures, stuff like that. But then you got to see her personality, her lifestyle through her posts. You also got to see um, her ex- her like trying to showcase and um make us be accepting of our bodies and our curves. Mm-hmm. and all that we are natural like she has a shaved head things mm-hmm. like that she goes to the gym she takes care of herself she has a child um and now she's doing like retreats and stuff like that so you mm-hmm. can see the entrepreneurship like mm-hmm. in her um work and somebody that i've always admired like a lot of people don't know is barbara walters like you ever heard of her I feel like i've heard her name from 2020 she's an old white lady news reporter okay yes yes, yes. i know who that like, is i've always loved her i've always looked up to her that was my dream job to be her via news reporter. Okay. And stuff like that. But um why her? I just felt like I think what really got me was that interview with um um Alicia Keys. Mhm. Before she um retired. Robert Walters. I just felt like since I was growing up like she was just someone I look up to her outfits like she was always well put together. Mm-hmm. She never exposed herself. Always mm-hmm. spoke highly of others. Always um spoke highly of herself. She was just well spoken overall. Like you could put her in front of a crowd and she would know what to say and how to say it. You she knew how to interview people. Like I said, I don't even know if they. Like I said, I don't know what happens behind the scenes if they're giving this woman the questions or not. But you would never know if they're giving her the questions or not because yeah. of the way that she would have portrayed it in front of everyone. She's met a lot of prestigious people, and I just felt like they gave her that respect because of who she um. And like made herself 
appeared to be because that's just who she was. So that's who. That's like really weird. Like I said, it's gonna be really weird, but mm-hmm. those would be my three. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like my most influential person, like female, has been my mom this year. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's taking her life back. Yes, mom, oh, take your life. Cause sis been trying to be a mom this whole time. Like I get it. I am yours forever. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, we're all grown now. And now my parents are, like, finally free to Uh do as they please and do as they want. And I commend my mother for just being an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, So, shout out to my moms. (laughs) All right, so let's just wrap this thing up. Um, It was great having you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Great conversation. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I always listen to your show. Always good. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so um, let them know where they can follow you and what you're up to right now. Okay, so you guys can follow me at Luxloy, L-U-X-L-O-Y. I'm a social worker at a family um, shelter. Um, and I um, also, you can follow my business page at Peerless Views. That's P-E-E-R-L-E-S-S-V-I-E-W-S. I do nightlife setups. Um light up tables i know how to get decor for your um events i have connections i can set you up baby showers things like that and i'm also working with an artist um his name is slim minus and he has a song called no No mercy out that we're trying to push we just finished shooting the video for it and we're putting it together and i can't wait to post it because it's gonna be great awesome sounds so exciting can't wait to see that yes his instagram is slim minus so you guys can follow him find him on there He's light-skinned, and he don't got no hair. (laughs) So he'll be easy to find. (laughs) Um, And thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Marlene. You can follow me on Instagram, M-V-R-L-E-N-N-Y. Thank you. Have a good night. Awesome.